It's Monday. I'm Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Those three things combined means it is Mailbox Monday. And today, I have opened up my mailbox and I have found a subscriber question that I think that I can provide an interesting and useful answer to for not just the person who asked the question, but for you, my dear subscriber, my dear viewer or listener, so that you can grow your business and have more success in marketing and beyond. So today we're gonna to be talking about scaling, how to launch a business to scale it, specifically by doing things that don't scale. And we're gonna use one particular industry, one particular business type as the example, but the important thing here in the lesson is that this goes way beyond this specific business. Um, so today's subscriber question is, uh, they said, my, my biggest challenge is to figure out how to start marketing a brand new clothing brand. And this is from D. <laughs> my biggest challenge is to figure out how to start marketing a brand new clothing brand. If you have a question that you'd like to have answered, be sure to check the links in the description. There's a link to ask Roy your question and you can submit it for an upcoming episode. So how to start a market, how to start marketing a brand new clothing brand. Why the heck would I you know, instead of saying, okay, you should market it on Instagram or you should market it on Facebook or you should market it with billboards in town or whatever, you know, whatever, you should always have a website, you should create a Shopify store, all those things, right? You know, some people might approach it from that perspective, but I'm gonna break it down to principles first and then the principles are gonna inform the strategy and whatever techniques and tactics you use to implement the strategy. Yeah, go for it. But if I'm launching a clothing brand or a similar like consumer facing brand, the most important thing for me is to get that product in the hands of my customers, or in this particular case, get it on the bodies of my target market, right? Um, now, we're gonna, we're gonna use this principle, do things that don't scale. Um, that particular language, as far as I'm familiar with it comes out of Y Combinator, which is a, a startup accelerator, um, and it's it's a common teaching in Y Combinator. Uh, but it, the the question itself makes me think of Damon John. Now, Damon John, well known for his FUBU brand of clothing. By the way, like uh, one thing you can do is you can study people who've successfully launched clothing brands, right? Um, Damon John is also known for being on Shark Tank, and he happens to have a book where he tells the story of FUBU. And unlike many people who like write their autobiography and or their memoir and they talk about how brilliant they are, he actually talks about going through some really rough stuff. And he talks about some of the hard days trying to get FUBU started. And I think that that's especially informative. One of the things that he talks about in this book is how much effort he went to in the beginning to just get people wearing FUBU clothing, get to get stores to stock it, to find ways to get your clothing seen. So to get FUBU on, for example, musical performers, if that's your demographic, right? Um, you know, music fans, music performers. If your demographic is people in the gym, then you need to get it on, you know, people who are seen in a fitness context. If it is, you know, a business, casual whatever brand, how do you get your clothing seen in a business casual context? I don't know who your audience is, right? Yeah, that's an important part to, to establish here. But 
Once you know who your audience is and who they look to, you need to find ways to get your clothing seen in those contexts, right? Um, and when you get it seen in those contexts, you're gonna want it to be in stores, right? You're gonna want some people, preferably people who, you know, today would be called influencers, but it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody who's like on social media and has whatever following on social media, although they probably will, right? If they're the type of person you're going for. Um, but really, you're looking for somebody who has the attention of an audience, right? And get them seen wearing your clothing. And then give people a way to buy it, right? And this can be hard. You may have to you know, work out whatever number of deals with whatever number of influencers. You may have to approach people um, and get rejected quite often. The stores, they're gonna want some kind of guarantee of sales. They're gonna want uh, you know, proof of market demand, right? And in the beginning of this or any other business, there's gonna be a lot of difficult conversations in trying to start to get that distribution that you want, right? And these conversations don't feel like they're huge success or scalable or leverage success, right? these conversations feel rather difficult to have in many cases and it can feel like it's not what you signed up for right you have a long-term vision of the successful clothing brand the reality is that most clothing brands just never really get off the ground right the reality is that you know for every whatever you want to you know whichever direction you want to go i i'm thinking of brands like lululemon or nike or uh, adidas or under armor or um you know, whatever the brand is, right? Uh, you could go to lots of different genres of clothing. FUBU would be another one of them. Um, but most, most clothing brands, you know, we never hear about them because they never get big enough to get noticed. And so you have to figure out how to get noticed, but start with one, you know, start with one person who really is paying attention, who's embracing it, and then get another and another and your long-term vision might be this big clothing brand, but your short-term success is gonna be reliant on getting that one and the next and the next, right? And this is usually an essential step. You know, there can be the rare instances where some, you know, lightning strikes and somebody ends up with huge media recognition before the brand is even really launched and it's all successful and yada, yada, yada. Those are not the repeatable successes. The repeatable successes is this. It's the person doing the hard work. It's the person wearing through the soles of their shoes because they've gone out and they've had so many conversations, right? Doing the things that don't scale first. And then you figure out how to scale it. Then once you have like an established customer experience, once you have established some amount of sales, it doesn't have to be some huge amount of sales, but it, you've established a pattern of actually selling your product or service, in this case, clothing, right? Once you have people being seen in public with your clothing on their backs, then you figure out how to scale it. So you've along the way, if you're doing this, you've probably figured out what works. You know, maybe your clothing brand is particularly great on TikTok. I don't know. Maybe your clothing brand is particularly great on Instagram. Maybe your clothing brand is something that explicitly is not good on TikTok or Instagram, but is, is appropriate somewhere else, right? 
Maybe your clothing brand is most effective, I don't know, in hippie shops or something like that, right? Once you know what works, can you repeat it? Once you know what works, can you repeat it? So you've established that, okay, if I get a Facebook, or not a Facebook, uh, uh, Instagram influencer with 10,000 followers to promote my stuff, I can probably generate at least $1,000 in sales from you know clothing sales. If they, if they do three posts and the posts are uh, this formula, this formula, this formula, um, you know, for every follower, I get 10 cents in sales. Then can we try it with somebody with 20,000 followers, somebody with 30, 40, 50,000 followers, right? Um, once you know it works, can you repeat it? Or if I know that stores in this area will stock it after I get agreements for local musicians to wear it on stage, can I approach local musicians in a different area and say, this person has agreed to uh, wear my clothes for this performance and um, we're going to have people in the audience handing out flyers that, that the clothing is now available in certain stores uh, with specific store names listed. And if you'd like your name to be at the top of the list, uh, we need confirmation of an order, you know, by this date, right? Just throwing some ideas out there. And then can you use media to automate or scale the effort, right? So how can you, instead of making it based on your shoe leather, how can you use media to um, to to do one-to-many selling instead? And then you want to figure out how to build scalable, repeatable systems around what's working. And one thing that I'll say is one of the reasons that that it starts to work easier later and more later is once you have traction, it's much easier to accomplish whatever goal you want. So once we have three stores um, actively um, buying or stocking the, the clothing, it's much easier to get the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. Once we have 10 stores, it's easier to get a chain to pick it up. Once we have a chain to pick it up, it's easier to get the second and the third chain to pick it up, right? Um, also, individual buyers there, right? The, the end consumers, they see their friends wearing it, they like it, they say, hey, where'd you get that shirt? Well, okay, that's where I got it, boom, right? There's more traction there. Partners, you see this actually, you know, referencing Damon John again on Shark Tank, it's way easier for a company to get money if they're making sales versus if they have just a good idea. Tons of people have good ideas that never turn into businesses or any success. But if a business has a bunch of sales and they say, we need this money for this specific purpose to scale because it's going to allow us to make this more money. Well, you know, those partners um, in, in terms of investment are on board. Or maybe the partner is promotional partners, JV partners, other clothing brands that may promote you, etc. The more you have um, and the less you need all of these outside supports, the easier it is to get them, right? Uh, media, likewise, if one uh, if one media outlet in your that speaks to your audience is willing to 
somehow promote your brand or include pictures, do photo shoot, whatever, you're much more likely to get additional media, right? And there's lots of other things you could do, you know, depending on what it is, you could do a fashion show, you could do um, sponsorship of certain events, you could do all these different things, right? But the, the whole point is initially you wanna do what doesn't scale. You wanna do the things that don't scale so you can figure out um, what works, and then once you have things that work, you figure out how to scale it. And since we're talking about the beginning here, I think it's worth noting that, that the first stage of really any business is to figure out first how to make repeatable sales, and then how to make profitable sales. Profitable meaning it costs you less to make the sale than the margin generated by the sale. So the whole business isn't necessarily profitable yet, but the individual sale may be, okay? And this is solving that essential problem of any business that's customer acquisition, getting new customers for a business. And um, more about this, this first stage, as well as the stages beyond it, can be found in Michael Masterson slash Mark Ford's book, Ready, Fire, Aim. The pen name is Michael Masterson. Ready, Fire, Aim. It's an excellent book, one of the best books on business that uh, it's out there. Uh, but I'd, I'd strongly recommend you go through that and, and at the very least think that this is about figuring out how to generate any kind of sales, um, even if it doesn't feel very scalable yet, with the reminder that there's a big difference between long-term vision and short-term reality. Your biggest risk in the early days of launching a clothing business or any other business is giving up. Your biggest risk is just deciding, I can't do it. In the quest of realizing an exciting long-term vision, short-term reality can be difficult. In the quest of realizing an exciting long-term vision, so you have this grand vision for the business, right? One of the challenging things that comes out of it is if you look into the future and you're imagining this business that's like, it runs automatically, it's wildly successful, everybody loves it, you, you like barely have to do any work and the clothes are flying off the shelf, whatever, that's like, that's great, that's awesome. It's great to vision, uh, to have a vision of where you want to be. And at the same time, uh, that, that extreme positive thinking without a grounding in some of the work that's gonna be required has you prone to giving up. And so short-term reality can be difficult. You have to be willing to stick with it until your vision is realized. And so I believe in the power of positive thinking alongside negative preparation, meaning, you know, think positively about where you're going, but also get prepared for when things don't work perfectly the first time or when it doesn't come automatically and make sure that you know how you're going to deal when obstacles come up because they will, they will. And so realize that short-term reality is not always the same as your long-term vision. Stay focused on that long-term vision and making it real, right? And recognize that, you know, it may be a little bit of a bumpy road before you get to, to that shiny light in the, in the distance, right? My call to action for you at the end of this episode, I just want you to ask yourself, how can you use this? What lessons are you gonna take away and apply in your own business? Don't forget to like and subscribe so you can get more content like this. Um, among the many ways you can subscribe, there is a link in the description to sign up for email updates, including episode notifications and more exclusive content. And, and if you have a question that you'd like to ask me uh, to be considered for a future Mailbox Monday episode, that link is in the description as well. I'm Roy Fur, this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I'll catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. Bye. 
Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.